Kia ora and welcome to Jules from NZ, a weekly podcast chocker with all things Aotearoa New Zealand and some about me, Jules. Cheer. I'm recording this on the first day of Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori or Māori Language Week. In New Zealand we've been doing this since 1975. It's a concentrated week of focus on building the language back up in ways that everyone can get behind. It's a recognised language of New Zealand, but not everyone speaks it. And I know I only know key phrases and words, although I'm trying to learn all the time. The chosen theme for 2019 is again kia kaha, te reo Māori, or let's make the Māori language strong. Because the language is as endangered as our national icon, the Kiwi, is. And we have to look after it. So every single attempt we make and the respect we give, it all helps. So in the spirit of that, whakarongo mai, or listen to me, as I give you some things to maybe try. I would love to hear you try a kiora, which is a multi-purpose word, meaning both hello and thanks. I love you anchorites love giving applause to episodes so how about calling in with a paki paki which literally means to applaud or if you think it's good maybe a kapai which means good if you're worried about sounding silly he aha atu or don't worry it's just about the iti or little gesture that would mean such a nui or big thing to me and the people in New Zealand as we all try to revitalise the ever-beautiful te reo Māori. Treasures from the vault. Kia ora! It's Jules. I'm back. Second episode. Woo! So, why do we call ourselves and why are we known internationally as Kiwis? Well, to start with, in case you didn't know, a kiwi is our native flightless bird, a national symbol of New Zealand. It's this weird flightless feathered brown ball with a long needle beak and two thick like clawed stumps of legs. It's considered more of a mammal because it's sort of not very bird-like even though it does lay eggs and it's unlike anything seen anywhere else in the world. But it's our weird feathered ball and we love it very much and i'll be talking more about our beloved kiwi in another episode okay so then there's also kiwi fruit and you've probably heard of that too it's another small brown kind of more hairy ball uh, the kiwi fruit is a type of chinese gooseberry actually that was altered and then grown in new zealand if you cut into it you can see the iconic green seeded oval, unlike the more yellow oval of the usual gooseberry, but it tastes sort of similar and you eat it by digging out the yummy tart flesh with a spoon and eating that. Some people eat the skin too, but those are definitely weird people and fight me on that. Anyway, so after these two things being like brown, hairy, feathery balls and also adding in that hobbits are short, round and kind of hairy, I hate to think what the world thinks us Kiwis actually look like. Those three things are just a coincidence. I'm pretty sure they're coincidence. We hope as a country they're a coincidence anyway. I mean, I'm not hairy. I mean, I'm not not that hairy anyway. So 
where did this damn nickname come from? Well, until the First World War, the Kiwi was used more of a symbol of the nation rather than of the people as such. Cartoonists used it to actually portray sort of New Zealand and it was used on uniform badges and stuff and we were actually called NZers back then. Weird to think about, I know. But then, like, New Zealand and Australian troops over in the First World War used a specific boot polish branded and named Kiwi by Australian entrepreneur William Ramsey, who created it after his wife's New Zealand heritage. The polish was pretty popular as it packed away well and opened up really well with this easy side opening, and it really shined up everything really well with its new ingredients of wax. Revolutionary. With the Kiwi Bird logo prominent on the lid of the tin, and other troops are pretty desperate to get their hands on it, started asking the New Zealand troops for it because they also usually had some kind of a badge with a Kiwi Bird displayed on it. Soon after that, the symbol, the polish, and the New Zealand troops were all kind of linked under the word Kiwi, except for the New Zealand airmen who had a bit of a problem with the whole flightless connotation thing of a Kiwi. So, yeah, which is also kind of ironic now because we don't really have an Air Force because we kind of got rid of all of our planes. But, you know, that's a whole other side issue. But essentially, that's how an Aussie gave us our nickname. And if you remember from my last episode, our national anthem, Melody 2. Are you seeing a wee bit of a theme here? Interesting, isn't it? Anyway, we've even created our own words using Kiwi to take it further, like Kiwiana, which is literally just meaning items specific to New Zealand. Things are like quirky or kitsch or like some things that are actually genuinely iconic to New Zealand. All of these things are like Kiwiana. People buy them as souvenirs or take photos of them. Anyway, although in saying all of that, there are still people in New Zealand who hate being referred to as Kiwis. And because I believe in debate and the right to have your opinion, I thought you, in order to best represent New Zealand fairly, despite how I feel, which is I'm happy to be called a Kiwi, I better make a nod to their arguments too. Okay, so basically some people feel like it's an infantile simplification of who we are. Like losing our name to a nickname doesn't make them proud, but it kind of makes them just angry. Other people feel that names like are are your identity and you cherish them for that reason. You know, for Māori and their relationship with the land, which is super complex and deep, the issue is even more complicated. Koao ko te whenua, ko te whenua ko ao, which means I am the land and the land is me. And I feel that and believe that with every fiber of my being, despite not really having any Maori blood that I'm able to trace back in me. And I think New Zealand does that too. It calls to you with its legends and its history and its just its beauty and it gets inside your blood. So again, it's complicated. Calling tangata Maori Kiwi and tangata Māori meaning older or been around for a while or kind of heritage Māori is is considered an insult. Calling someone something you can eat, comparing them to that is like the worst. Even though we don't actually eat Kiwis because they're like endangered, so no to the whole eating thing. It's not a thing. Anyway, so that's not good. So then are we like Aotearoan, which is the equivalent of kind of New Zealander? 
Or are we more specific, making reference to the hapu or the tribe made of families that represents people, usually from where they were born, but not always. Like Ngāti Toa is the big tribe where I live now. So is that who people are? Are they Ngāti Toa? And are the rest of us Pākehā? I mean, that's the Māori word for European people in New Zealand, but it has some kind of negative connotations being used as a slur as such sometimes, but there's a movement to reclaim it as positive and take pride in it. After all, the only place in the entire world that Pākehā exists is here in New Zealand, and that's actually something pretty cool. There's a really good article that I use to help me summarize people's opinions that I'm going to link in my description. So I definitely encourage you to go read that if you're interested in finding out more about that. But basically, in summary, some people think it's a mistake to try and find one word to describe something as beautifully complicated as New Zealand and its two distinct cultures. Other people are happy to have found something that kind of joins us together in harmony and named to be family underneath. Either way, it's kind of a fairly personal thing and I'm proud to be called a Kiwi and I encourage you to do so with me but maybe now that you know more you can ask the question and be extra awesome to other people because that would be sweet as. Just time to shine. Okay so this week was crazy. I DM'd for three quarters of the podcast, Wheel or Woe, uh, who Joey from Hindsightless is usually the DM for, um, and he and some of his players uh, let me basically playtest a homebrew one-shot of a haunted house um, from that I created for Fate of Eisen. Um, I, he let me playtest that on them uh who are such a bunch of rad folks and i really admire and respect so much um and it was this crazy amazing fun time um where i learned a lot both about dming about those guys and about um my own homebrew so holy crap like it was just incredible it was incredible and it made my week so so much better because it was a week i am covered with bruises my face is black and blue and my body is sore like everywhere sore um it's okay i'm not telling you via anchor that i'm a beaten woman or something put down the phone it's okay Uh, i'm fine (laughs) nobody is hitting this um not for way too long anyway (laughs) no I mean I have a blood condition which means I bruise really easily Uh, and when I bleed it takes like a dangerously long time to spot to stop it's called thrombocytopenia and yes I know it sounded like I just told you I have throbbing penises plural which is kind of true I mean not that I have a penis I mean last I checked but when you know when a penis gets excited I mean maybe you've seen that before maybe you've seen one or maybe you have one I don't know uh it swells and it goes kind of a different color right like not like green like I mean if it goes green you should probably get that checked but you know and yes before you ask me I've seen a penis up close before not mine somebody else's but all I mean is it goes darker you know well, like basically, these are all just mini peni all over my arms and legs. You know, like it, my body, it gets excited, it swells, it goes a different color. It's kind of the thing. 
Yeah, I realize I just said that I was covered in mini erections. Now, uh, who wants a hug? <laughs> but I, I do bruise incredibly easily. I bruise like a peach. Um, I bruise like a peach that's been pushed down some stairs and then beaten up by a pear for being soft. That's, that's how my bruising goes. Also, the bleeding thing, it's a little inconvenient to say the least. You know, things you guys don't even think about uh, potential death traps for me. I work with a lot of paper, for instance. You wouldn't generally think of paper as an object with murderous intent, now would you? Uh, for me, every meeting minutes I photocopy successfully is another death defied, let alone truly dangerous things like shaving your legs in the shower. No, no, shaving your legs in the shower. Seriously, it's terrifying and I do it at least once a week less in winter but at least once a week literally applying a super sharp five-bladed razor to the skin while we prop our legs at impossible angles on world's slipperiest surface known to women and men and we think this is going to go well you know like, I don't know what the obsession with being hairless is all about. I mean, I'd still stroke myself with hair. I'd just pretend I have a cat. Uh, but I, I guess I like to live dangerously. I never let my condition hold me back from living my life. I just, you know, I just put precautions in place, like a sensible person. You know, like when I know I'm going to go shave my legs in the shower, I leave a note on my dresser just in case saying, you know, I, I didn't do it on purpose. You know? Like, my blood condition's kind of a crappy superpower. Hardly anybody has it. It does strange things to your body, which science can only partly explain but not reverse, you know? Like, I like to think I'm a reverse X-Men, you know? Like, for example, I'm, I'm kind of like the Hulk, maybe. I change colour as my superpower, but usually only after somebody else gets mad. Is that too far? Maybe too far? Or I'm like, mystique. You know, I can turn into a beaten woman. Um, or is that too far? I feel like that might be too far. Or maybe I'm like Magneto, only instead of attracting metal, I bring women's refuge pamphlets out of handbags in like a mile vicinity. Is that too far? I don't know. This is just my life. Like this is the life that I live. This is the condition I have. These are the things that happen to me on a almost daily basis and it's kind of weird considering the condition I have that I still do all of the crazy things that I've done I've been like skydiving quad biking I've played roller derby you know the roller derby was mainly to have a good excuse for all the bruises I mean I'm dangerous people I even sneeze while I'm driving yep I'm a woman on the edge so back to the bruises on my face you'd think it would be a good story but these ones aren't even from a good story folks i slipped on wet paint and i tried to catch myself using my face apparently and strangely it did not go well my face slammed into the side of a very wet car slid down it hit the ground bounced a few times and i came around on cold wet concrete with an aching jaw and feeling a lot of embarrassment um if you want to laugh i'm actually going to post a, tw a twitter pic of my face 
So please come follow me on at Jules Bergeser. That's J-U-L-Z-B-U-R-G-I-S-S-E-R. And have a giggle. It's totally okay. All my friends have laughed their asses off. So all of my new acquaintances may as well get in on the action too. (laughs) So yes, we are Kiwis and Aotearoans and New Zealanders and Pakihas and Māori and very, very bruised. (laughs) But we are so, so, so much more and I'm so excited to share our world and my life with you all. And I'm super stoked to see people actually listening to the episodes. I hope you're enjoying it. I love it if you dropped by on Anchor and left me a voice message. I really love to chat with you all about any questions you have about life in New Zealand or my silly bug condition or anything at all, really. Like, ask me what my favorite book is or RPG class. I'll chat about anything happily. Um, I'm actually leaving you special anchor folks with a snip of another New Zealand song at the end of this episode. Uh, This one by 660 called Don't Forget Your Roots as a wee nod to... It being really important to remember where we come from because it has a lot to do with who we are today. So for the rest of you, you'll have to visit Spotify where I'm making a playlist of some epic NZ music for you, also called Jewels from NZ, so you can find it nice and easy. The next episode I'm going to release in a week's time is about the languages of New Zealand. And I'm hoping to teach you all to say a few things in the four different languages we have. That's right, I did say four. And you're going to have to listen to the episode to find out what they are. So I'll see you next week. Kakite anō! Mwah!